Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Please do not ring my fucking doorbell while I'm doing this podcast, you little sons of bitches. Just grab the goddamn candy out of the bowls and go. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And we are talking week nine. The article is out. The updated spreadsheet is out. Everybody has it in their boxes. So uh, go ahead and take a look at there, although you will not find currently a core four and that is because I am waiting I'm waiting for <clears throat> the call on Connor uh, for Pittsburgh uh, he should be out this week uh, with no Benny Snell that's going to make uh, Jalen Samuels very very chalky so what I'm going to do today and I've said it in the full time fantasy uh, slack chat that uh what I'm trying to do is actually go ahead and make two cash lineups, one that does not involve Jalen Samuels and then one that actually involves Jalen Samuels. Um, reason being is because it's going to make a huge difference in our lineups, uh, what we're going to want to do, considering the fact that we're going to get an extreme value with Jalen Samuels as the only guy in the Pittsburgh backfield, essentially. So uh, it's not in my in my thoughts and feelings, it's not the greatest matchup, but it is one that he can exploit if he gets free. He does have the upside to do it, so um, it's not a guy that we really want to pass on if that is available to us. So instead of just screwing the pooch and saying, okay, he's going to be out, um, and then we find out Connor is in, I want to handle it both ways, and I'm going to do it across all four sites so that I can find um, what would be be our best core four uh, for this week. So uh, it's going to come out late. I will email everybody the update, and you will see it in that core four area. Uh, right now, I already have it, you know, set up as counter in, counter out, and then of course we have the one main guy that you're going to want uh, at the pay up spot at running back, uh, which is I'll just give it to you now, which is Dalvin Cook, and then. With Connor out, it's Dalvin Cook and Jalen Samuels. So we're going to work off of that currently. I know it's kind of comes off as kind of a cop-out, but uh, trust me, it's going to work out in our best interest later. So uh, let's get going here. Um, as far as the uh, Houston-Jacksonville game, I did say that I had it in the podcast yesterday. I'll just kind of run back through it again today. Um. Oh shit! 
I didn't update the spreadsheet with the with the new Vegas lines. I'll do that. I'll have it sent out because uh, if we get that Connor Center out, that you know, I'll resend it back out and re-update those lines. Um, but it's it's a high line anyways. Houston favored uh, for the London game that's going to start at nine thirty Eastern. So you're going to want to either have it in tonight or be up super early tomorrow. Remember, it is turn back to clock night. So you are going to get an extra hour of sleep, but just be mindful of that um, so you don't forget. Uh, from the Houston side, we're going to definitely look at Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be in play, as well as uh, Kenny Stills. I don't know if I'm going to go the Kiki Kuti route, uh, but I definitely like Darren Fells at tight. And I also do have some interest in running back Carlos Hyde. A lot of people are going to be off of him. Uh, because they see the DVP rank of 16, um, so there's not a lot of interest in there. But uh, Jacksonville is 25th in rush defense and DVOA, uh, 13th against the running back in the passing game. So uh, Carlos Hyde is definitely involved. I have not looked at the prices yet on there, but I would assume that he's actually pretty low in this matchup Um, because I do believe when we switch over to the Jacksonville side here, uh, Leonard Fournette is going to be a... is going to be more highly sought after. He's going to be, of course, a more higher-priced running back in this matchup. So I think a lot of people are going to gravitate over there. But really what you're probably going to look at is you're going to want to focus on Gardner Minshew and a passing offense um, highlighted by DJ Chark. Um, have to double-check. DJ Westbrook was questionable. I heard this morning that he was out. But I think that was in rumor only. Um, so... <clears throat> if he is out, um, if he's in, definitely he's in play. Uh, otherwise, we're going to look towards more like Chris Conley. Uh, I'm going to look more at Keelan Cole. Conley should be actually more involved in the slot, although Minshew is really like Conley. But Cole has been stealing a couple touchdowns here the last couple of weeks, so I think that's somewhere where we can gravitate there. Um, I would kind of expect Keelan Cole, depending upon the price on there. No, I haven't looked at those. Keelan Cole might actually come in lower priced, so he might be a little bit higher owned. Um, So between Conley and Cole, whoever's the higher priced guy is probably going to be the lower owned guy. Not going to focus on the defenses whatsoever. Kickers are definitely in play. Uh, If you need a cost savings in there, they should actually be pretty lower owned uh, for this matchup because everything should gravitate towards the actual skill players. So here we go. We're getting into the main slate. We're looking at quarterbacks. Number um, number one priced uh, quarterback this week is Russell Wilson, uh, facing a Bucks defense that's terrible against the run, but or uh, it's terrific against the run and terrible against the pass. So all the volume is going to be coming out of Russell Wilson's hand uh, to his wide receivers and maybe a tight end. I don't know. I've heard Luke Wilson all over the board, and yeah, he's. Dictor cheap if you want a complete punt, but he has Wilson has not been uh, throwing to Luke Wilson there. Uh, this is going to be going more to like say Lockett and DK Metcalf and maybe even Jerron Brown. So uh, definitely a guy you want to look at. It's going to be very fucking hard to pay up for him this week. So be mindful of that. Um, 
definitely when Jalen, if Jalen Samuels becomes chalk, it, it gets a little bit easier. Um, but we've been finding that lineups are a little bit harder to put together and be nice and cozy and feel safe for cash uh, with Russell Wilson in there. So he may be more of a GPP play um, just based on his price, not on the matchup or anything, or Russell Wilson himself. So uh, be mindful of that. Uh, probably the highest payoff spot would be actually uh, Matt Stafford uh, for the Detroit Lions against the Oakland Raiders. Oakland has been getting quarterbacks healthy week in and week out. Um, so it's definitely a place that we can go. Uh, we've been using Stafford in the past. Uh, we've been seeing that he has a high floor, uh, and an even higher, uh, ceiling. So, um, especially with no real running backs there, uh, with the downfall of carry on Johnson to the IR, um, and them just kind of mix and matching, uh, musical chairs of running backs of sorts. Um, it's all going to come out of Stafford. So high volume, uh, should get some high, should get high output in here. Next on the list um, is actual actually famous Jameis, uh, the crab man from Florida. Uh, Jameis Winston is in a very good matchup against Seattle. Now it is a risky type of play. It's more of a cash slash GBP play because of Winston himself uh, prone to errors and whatnot. So. Um, <clears throat> but when you look at Winston, if you actually look at the points, whatever site you're on, if you're doing FanDuel, you know, DK, Fantasy Draft, uh, Yahoo, look at his points per game. And you're going to see that due to the sheer volume of his passing, uh, he is hitting his points. Okay, he's up near 20. He has fallen behind, you know, in the Carolina game, he was at about like 17, 17 and a half points. Um, but um, he's overcoming it, and that's because of the volume. They seem to have been getting away from the running game uh, because teams are getting ahead. Uh, and so he's had to play catch-up. So you're getting the volume in there. Um Tampa is sporting two, basically two number one wide receivers in that offense, and they're and they're trying to support both. Um, so uh, definitely, he is in play. A uh, little bit farther down in there, uh, I do believe that you can trust Derek Carr this week. Now, I do like Josh Jacobs a little bit more at running back. Okay, this play is all going to be dependent upon. Um, you know, the the Detroit playing along because you got Stafford on the other side. I prefer Stafford more. Um, Oakland has been favored in this matchup because it is in Oakland. So um, I do like David. I do like David Carr. The number or David Carr. Jesus Christ! Now I'm doing it. Uh, Derek Carr is supported by the numbers in there. Uh, he should have enough vol- volume that he's going to actually uh, hit the 20-point 20, 20 mark and has a little bit of upside in there because uh, I actually do believe that they're going to be playing from behind. But it's going to be a closer game. It's Detroit's not going to get away from Oakland. It's just not going to happen. So Oakland plays tough. Oakland gets everybody gets their guys involved. So you know, with Derek Carr, you got Tyrell Williams, you have Darren Waller. Uh, they're both in good spots. So 
Um, there's no reason for me not to trust Derek Carr in this spot other than to say, you know, Derek Carr and himself. But he's actually looked really good this year, so I, I, I don't have a problem paying down at, to his spot and using him, although I would hook him up with either Tyrell or Darren Waller, depending upon if you want to pay up a tight end or if you just want to pay down at wide receiver a little bit. So uh, Tyrell's look good. Um, I have no problem with that. Uh, now, the last guy for the cash, this is a complete pay down spot, except for Yahoo, his price is up there, and I don't know why, but it's Matt Moore uh, for Kansas City. I would expect them playing from behind against Minnesota, so that's going to mean uh, more volume, and you have to look at his, his targets that he's got. So his two main targets, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey isn't in that great of a spot, but with the slight lean, you know, and and Travis Kelsey as a player with his upside, he can overcome a lot of that stuff. So um, I would expect uh, him to lean really heavily on Travis Kelsey. And then you have Tyreek Hill, who, if he lines up on the outside, he's getting Xavier Rhodes. He lines up on the inside. Jesus, I think it was Mackenzie Alexander. Or no, Mackenzie Alexander was out. Hold on one second. Jesus Christ. You should know this shit off the top of your head, stupid. You guys aren't stupid, I'm stupid. Um, It, it would be like uh, uh, Hughes. Mike, uh, Mike Hughes, I believe it is. And he'd be far superior to Mike Hughes. So no matter where he's lining up on the field, Tyreek Hill is in play. Incredible upside. Uh, Matt Moore has shown uh, in the two games that he's played that he can find Tyreek Hill and get him involved, which is awesome. So if we want to completely punt, it's going to be Matt Moore. Um, And I don't hate it. There's a lot of guys that I want to pay up for this week, uh, not only at running back, uh, but what, at wide receiver. So if I need the value, I will go down to Matt Moore and just take that, you know, 15, uh, 15 to 18 points. Uh, 15, I believe, is, his, is going to be his floor. So if I can get anything above 15, it's all gravy, right? We don't need to... We don't need everything to, we don't need him to blow up. We don't need him to go for 30 points. Can he get the 30 points? Sure, in this offense. It's it's a high-end offense. So um, definitely in consideration. Um, is it a little bit of a risk? Sure, it's fucking Matt Moore. But Minnesota's defense has been just getting bludgeoned lately. Uh, they, are, they have not been that good. Um, this season, so uh, definitely in play, definitely consideration. So, GPP, your highest your highest end guy would be Aaron Rodgers against uh, LA Chargers. Haha, <laughs> didn't say San Diego this time, uh, but I am I, I do lean more for Aaron Jones. I do believe Aaron Jones is more of the cash game play, so means Rodgers is going to be the GPP play. Should be able to have a couple of touchdowns. It's just whether or not he's going to hit a lot of the upside. Uh, that he that he does have, uh, and he might not need it this week. Yes, I did pause the podcast, but that's what happens when you get a cute mom up there. Then you kind of got to go, and you got to go, hey, what's going on? But I digress. Let's get back to this. Um, 
So I think Aaron Rodgers is in play. Um, I, I kind of like him even more. Uh, Devontae Adams is involved. Uh, not so much because of Devontae Adams himself. I'm probably going to, I, I would pass on Devontae Adams. Um, but if I'm doing a GPP, uh, I'm seriously considering using Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones together and just controlling the whole offense as a whole, you know, all together. And I've, ta- I've talked about this before that I do, it's, it's my thought that um, in GPP, you can control the whole offense uh, if both players are actually in a good spots. Um, so when you control it, you're getting all the upside. You know, if, if one guy goes off that, you know, like, uh, MVS or, uh, Geronimo Allison, something like that, you're still getting, you're still getting the points for them going off, even though you don't have them in there. Does it kind of diminish your GPP? Sure. A little bit, but if we're having problems getting a handle on which wide receiver, which target, we want them. That means everybody's doing it. They're all having the problem. So um, instead of pigeonholing myself into one guy, I'd rather just control everything and just take the points as they are. As they are. So uh, next guy, it's not going to be a very popular play. I doubt anybody's really going to play it, and that's why I'm kind of interested in it. Uh, Sam Darnold has, you know, outside of the game against. Um, the Dallas Cowboys has just looked like absolute shit. But in this matchup against Miami, and I understand if there's one spot where Miami could actually win, it's probably this week, considering that you have two bottom feeder teams. But if you're getting the spreadsheet, you see what I see. You see everybody's in good spots. From Sam Darnold to Le'Veon Bell to Robbie Anderson to Ryan Griffin at tight end, Jameson Crowder, uh, if Demarius Thomas even plays, he's in a good spot, although I never played Demarius Thomas. So uh, so my thought on GPP is because Le'Veon Bell is so... He's in such a good spot, and everybody's kind of on it, although they're kind of hesitant to play it. And I get it because, you know, it's Le'Veon Bell and, you know, Adam Gase. But if Sam Darnold's in such a great spot, I want to take a shot with him. And I want to pair him up with Robbie Anderson and try to collect as many points as possible. So if I'm going that route, I'm going to go Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and that's it. I'm just going to leave it. I don't need to have Devontae Parker on there, although I kind of like Devontae Parker. There's been some talk about Mark Walton, too, and and you look at the Mark Walton stuff, and you're like, nah, nah, just fucking pass on that. You you guys can go fucking fail with that. Uh, I'm not taking a Miami uh, running back at all, even even if the defense has kind of been giving up the points lately. So for me... I think you could leave it as Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson. Just leave it at that. You don't even have to put anybody from Miami. Although, I, like I said, I do like Devontae Parker on the other side. So, uh, Last but certainly not least, we got Mitchell Trubisky. Nobody's going to play him either. Uh, if you play him, you're playing him with uh, Allen Robinson against the Eagles, you know, uh, crappy defense, uh, secondary. Um, he does have the upside. He can hit the upside, but he hasn't shown it yet. He hasn't broken out. 
Everybody hates Mitchell Trubisky, so nobody wants to play Mitchell Trubisky. So will I have one lineup? Yes. Now remember, I'm playing four cash lineups. And I'm playing three lineups for GPP per site. So that's 12 GPP lineups, four cash lineups. I'm putting together 16 lineups. So if you're going 10 or higher, yes, include a Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think you're going to need to, though. You're going to want to, though, if you're running, say, you know, three, maybe five GPP lineups at the most uh, altogether. I'd probably skip it. But uh, like I said, with the volume that I'm putting in uh, with my GPPs across the board, um, most of them, they end up being kind of similar lineups. They're just on the different sites because I'm trying to max out. Um, And then I'll take a pot shot here or there depending upon sites. So, Um, But yeah, so that's going to be your quarterbacks. Like I said, Trubisky. Uh, Allen Robinson, uh, a pair up with Allen Robinson, just leave it at that, and you'd be perfectly fine. Uh, if you wanted to run one of the running backs on the other side uh, from Philadelphia, I'd lean uh, Jordan Howard in the, in the revenge game, but it actually goes beyond the revenge game. You have to look at the total carries that he's getting and the fact that the Bears have been just getting bludgeoned lately um, by running backs. So, uh, I like him the most. If you want to use Miles Sanders, I do not have a problem with Miles Sanders. He's not written up, but you are taking a huge risk because he's getting limited touches. So he has to explode uh, for a long touchdown to uh, pay for using him. All right. Okay. So we're going to start it here in running backs. You already know Dalvin Cook, core four. He's the second running back in cash, of course. So, uh, like I said, don't think about it. Just put them in. Running backs for KC are fucking gold. They have been. Um, I even mentioned it after after uh, last Thursday. They were talk- the Thursday night game last week. They were they were talking about uh, the upcoming schedule, and they put on they put KC, and I was just like, oh Jesus! I didn't even re- I didn't even think about that that he was going against KC, and. Uh, and then Aaron Jones exploded. I was just like, there it is. If you guys don't know it by now, then, uh, you know, you're fucking stupid and you live under a rock. Or you just don't do this, you know, look at this week in, week out. I, I don't want to say that you guys are stupid. I want to say all these so-called analysts out there, they're all they're all stupid because they have not figured this out. I mean, you literally, I'm listening to the radio and guys are like, whoa, you know. Now I'm looking at it and, you know, running backs versus Casey. Well, dude, we've been saying this shit since we were going with carry on when Detroit was playing Casey. So this is like four or five weeks ago we've been saying this. So um, I do believe Christian McCaffrey is good for cash. Do I think he's necessary to have in cash? I don't think so. And the reason being is because it's going to be hard to put him and Delvin Cook in a lineup together. Christian McCaffrey is going against Tennessee Titans. Titans have have been pretty decent against opposing running backs. The only thing is they have not faced a guy that is Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is the entire offense. They are coming home after a bitter, bitter 
drubbing out in San Francisco coming off the bye. So if you don't think that they want this game really, really bad, they want this game really, really bad. So Christian McCaffrey is going to be used early and often. All through the game, he is 100% that Carolina Panthers offense. So if we get if we get enough value, we I'd like to put in McCaffrey and Cook. Um, I th- don't think it's possible. Um, but it's kind of one of those things. And I think I put it on there. Yeah, you just put you put in CMC, you put in Cook, and then you work down from CMC depending upon what you need. Okay, we we want to keep somewhere no lower than the mid-range and the wide receivers if we can. We want guys that are going to get consistent targets. You know, a guy like Allen Robinson would be great for cash. So, um, And he's he's moderately inexpensive. So um, probably not going to use McCaffrey in cash. He is good for cash. GPP, fucking have at her all day, dude. Um, especially if you wanted to say, okay, I'm going to fade Dalvin Cook, then you're using CMC. You're not, you're not going to... Just fade Cook and then go, you know, low-end running backs. Um, okay, so we got Dalvin Cook. Aaron Jones, I put it on here. Well, if David Montgomery can become fantasy relevant versus the L.A. Chargers, who else is going to? Uh, Aaron Aaron fucking Jones, that's who. Um, I do kind of like Jamal Williams, too. Uh, if you do need uh, a little sneaky, sneaky uh, pivot in this matchup, but... Uh, the main guy, especially for cash, is going to be Aaron Jones um, in his usage there. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say. So, next guy, Josh Jacobs. Very moderately priced, right around the 10, you know, the 10, the 10 11 range. Um, he's the best rookie running back this year. Oakland likes to get him going early and often, and most importantly, uh, they do not abandon the run. They like to keep him involved all game and keep the pass rush off of Derek Carr as much as possible. And that's been kind of the key to the, you know, not really a resurgence, but like a mini resurgence of the Oakland offense is that they they completely like to stay balanced all game long. So I do like them. Uh, next guy... Next guy on the board would be Le'Veon Bell. He's probably more of a cash less GPP. I'm trying to figure this out a little bit. Now, he's higher priced over on DK and Fantasy Draft and even a little bit on Yahoo. So I don't really care much for him in cash over there. Now, you get over to Fandle where he's 13. It's a little bit more plausible to use Le'Veon Bell in that situation. Uh, it's kind of the squeaky wheel. Bell and Gase had had a chat after last week's game where he should have gotten all that volume, and they discussed that he was misused this week or this last week. Didn't get enough carries, and so that might correct itself this week. So be aware of that. I think he's going to come in a little lower own, still a little bit lower own. So if you fade it, I don't think it's going to kill you. Um, But it's a pretty sweet spot against Miami. So if they're willing to give him the volume, he could absolutely smash in here. Um, But like I said, it's kind of a little bit of a risk, even in a bad matchup. So we get volume, he's good. 
Um, if you think they're just going to try and right the ship and just kind of get back in the win column, it's going to be because of Le'Veon Bell. Um, if they're going to try and get Darnold right, though, that's, you know, the GPP pivot point to that. But Le'Veon Bell should be the guy that actually gets a lot of touches. You should see 30 touches this week. I, and I'm not I'm not shitting you either. So if he falls if he falls below 25, it's a fucking loss. Um, next guy up, Derrick Henry. He's coming in really in that lower lower mid range. Um, running backs versus Carolina have been terrific, and he's getting the volume. Nobody's stealing his touches. So, but I do still consider him more of a cash GPP play uh, because he has not been getting the TDs lately, and. The offensive line hasn't been playing all that great, which I don't know if that's really going to translate too much to the running game, but it's definitely going to translate to the passing game. And if Carolina really gets ahead in this game, you're going to see Henry fizzle out because he's not getting the pass reception. So if you believe that Carolina is going to really get up and on him, I would not use Derrick Henry in cash. And to be completely honest, I haven't, like I said, I haven't gotten there yet. So it's not really something that I'm I'm too incredibly high on, but I do realize how good of a spot it is for him. So, yeah. So I'm probably going to play more Derrick Henry in GPP than I am in cash, to be completely honest with you. Just for the plain simple fact, if you're going to pay down, you're going to go down to Samuels. I have him written out. Um, that is with if Connor uh, sits. Uh, he's currently at Doubtful, so... We've talked about it. There's no Benny Snell there. Um, he is out this week. He's going to be out for a couple more weeks. So if we get Jalen Samuels in there at a low cost like that, he does have a little. He, did, he does have a little bit of upside. I do like Jalen Samuels, and because he was a tight end, uh, he does have that pass catching ability. So he'll be highly involved. That's what they do. The Pittsburgh uses their running backs in this game. So um, you, you you can't fade him in cash if Connor's out. You can't. You can fade it in GPP, absolutely. Do not fade this in cash, please. Do not fade it in cash. It's going to be hard to fade them in GPP. But it's plausible in GPP, not cash. Do you get it? Okay. All right, now we get into our GPP running backs. And a guy that I really, I really technically wouldn't consider uh, GPP only, except that nobody's going to be on it, so... Um, is Nick Chubb against the uh, Denver Broncos. Broncos have gotten a little bit better lately against the run over the last couple of weeks. Um, but the the Cleveland Browns need to get back to basics, and they need to keep that pressure off of um, Baker Mayfield. They need to give this a little bit of a rest, Okay. So they need to get back to the basics. They need to run the shit out of Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has been just exploding for yards. Yeah, he had the two turnovers last week, but he is just going fucking bonkers. So um, we look at we look at the DVOA. They're fourteenth. The Denver Broncos are fourteenth against the rush, ninth against the running back in the passing game. Meh, whatever. But they're nineteenth uh, in DVP as from points to the running back. And Nick Chubb is the guy. He's the guy. So I like his price. His price is a lot more on DK and on fantasy draft. 
Um, so it's probably where I'm going to use him a little bit more just to save a couple of bucks and make sure that I can afford other stuff. But um, on, he's perfectly good for uh, FanDuel and Yahoo. I'm probably going to load up a ton of Nick Chubb and GPP um, just because I don't think a lot of people are on it and they're just not really realizing that the game script dictates that uh, uh, Cleveland's going to run the shit out of the ball. Uh, against this defense or against this Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos are starting Brandon Allen at quarterback. Uh, Cleveland defense is back in play with that move because, um, yeah, they can contain they can contain Lindsey and Freeman in the running game. They're they're gonna make Brandon Allen pass. Uh, I think there's gonna be opportunities for turnovers and short fields, which puts it's gonna give Chubb so much opportunity this week. So. Uh, next guy is Marlon Mack. I'm not too excited for this play. I really should not have added him in here either if I wasn't that high on there. Um, but in a matchup, okay, we got we have no T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. And that poses a, a really big problem. Because Marlon Mack should be the guy that they lean on. But the Colts have had a tendency to kind of play. Okay, you think we're doing? You think obviously we're going to do this? Oh, we're going to go the completely the other way. And uh, yeah, so uh, Zach Pascal's going to get like 300 yards receiving um, and like five touchdowns. So uh, have fun with that Marlon Mack pick. This Marlon Mack pick is a common sense pick. This is the way that the Colts should go. But whether or not the Colts will do it and fuck me over again is the real key. Mac has a lot of upside. He can get it done against the the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just don't know if I can pull the trigger. But I'm putting it out there. It's there. But you're also listening to me right now. I don't think I'm going to put any Marlon Mack in my lineups. What does that mean? It means Marlon Mack's probably good for your lineups because if I play him, we get fucked. If I don't play him and you play him, you guys get all the glory and I get fucked again. So it, it doesn't really matter if I play or play him or not. I'm going to get screwed. So, <clears throat> um, but don't don't play him based on that. Uh <laughs> Um, like I said, it's a really good spot. I just, the Colts fucking befuddle the shit out of me. I, I don't do well with the Colts except for the T.Y. Hilton calls when T.Y. has, you know, the great matchup. But he's going to be gone for three weeks, so the Colts are pretty much going to be dead to me uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, so move on. We got Austin Eckler. This is a great spot for Melvin Gordon if I believe that the Chargers were going to be ahead, but I think the Chargers are going to be behind. You're going to see a lot of passing from uh, Phillip Rivers, and Eckler's going to be involved in the passing game. Gordon doesn't get so much involved in the passing game. He's kind of the first, second down back, and then you have Eckler coming in. So Eckler's not getting the carry, so you're relying solely 
on pass targets and receptions, um, and you need him to score a TD or two. Whether or not he can do that, I don't know. I'm not going to fully rely on a guy that's all uh, reliant on the passing. So I'll put him in GPP. I may look at him, especially as a correlation. Uh, if I do run the pack, if I do run the Rogers and Jones uh, Packers stack, uh, but outside of there, I'm probably not going to play him. Uh, I do really like this guy though, uh, Jordan Howard in the revenge game. We talked about it. Um, if Miles Sanders wasn't there, I would Howard would be in cash. Uh, he is getting. And it's not because of the revenge game. It's because of the volume that he's getting, and he is taking advantage of it. He's in a game against the Bears where um, teams have been able to run upon them lately. So uh, he's got a decent offensive line in front of him. They should be able to get it done. Like I said, though, because of Miles Sanders, I can't trust him in cash. I guarantee you, you will see Jordan Howard in your cash games for your opponents. But for me, it's a little too risky because he could get all the volume, he could be getting all the work, and then all of a sudden Miles Sanders fucks it up with like a 20-yard touchdown run because they took Howard out for one play. And that scares the shit out of me. So Jordan Howard and GPP, don't put him in cash. Um, Last but certainly not least, we have Devin Singletary. Uh, he's still not getting the volume, but he has a lot of upside against Washington. You will have Frank Gore in there because he's not dead yet. Um, but Singletary in here is a complete pay down. It's a risk because you're going for the upside that he has. I mean, he could rip off a 25-yarder at any point in time, right? So... Um, I'm curious to take a shot here. If I can't afford the extra $200 to get Jordan Howard, I'll probably use Singletary. Washington has not given up on the season, but you're going to have plenty of opportunity um, to score against Washington in here because Dwayne Haskins is on the other side of the field. Um... So it should mean good things for the Buffalo Bills defense. Uh, give plenty of opportunity. That's why I'm not on Josh Allen. Because I think it's going to pretty much go to the running backs uh, this week. So um, even though Josh Allen has the upside, but I do believe that uh, he's still turnover prone. That's why I won't I won't trust him. But uh, uh, Singletary's, Singletary, the only reason I, I can't get out, I can't, I can't, deny you a Devin Singletary um, upside I don't know Like it's one of the, another one of those guys I'm probably going to end up paying up I may not use him I, I probably have to get him involved in at least one lineup it's because it's a really good spot I might do it on uh, Fantasy Draft or uh, DK because his price is a little bit more depressed over there so take it for what it is uh, Sunday Night Football Options yes this Sony Michelle He's GPP. He is literally the only offensive guy that I have listed for that late-night game. 
outside of New England defense. I want nothing to do with that game whatsoever tonight or uh, Sunday night. Nothing to do with it. I want fucking nothing to do with it. Enjoy it. I'm not going to even watch it. I don't care. I don't give a shit about that game. It's terrible. I don't even like it from the New England side. Baltimore's going to be jacked up for that game. So I think it's going to be a turnover fest. I think it's going to be nothing but defense. If you want to use Baltimore defense in uh, Yahoo and uh, in Fantasy Draft, here, let me, uh, I'll give you their price too. Uh, there's your pay down spot. They are 20th and 12th. Uh, that's Yahoo to um, Fancy Draft. So Baltimore is actually in play really on Yahoo. Uh, two bucks above minimum. And they're 20th overall. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd be fine with that. They haven't been playing terrifically, but I don't think this is the spot for New England. This could be the lost spot. All right. Well, let's get on the wide receivers. Uh the big talk is whether or not you're going to use Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. I've chosen Christopher Godwin uh, as the cash game guy. He's a complete pay up, though, except if you look on, <clears throat> if you're on DK and Fantasy Draft, he's, oh, actually, I'm sorry. Yahoo, DK, and Fantasy Draft have him priced really well. FanDuel might be a fade because he's the number one priced wide receiver this week at $8,200. Um, but I want to get myself some Chris Godwin here. Uh, in case you can't get Chris Chris Godwin on that site, uh, you can definitely look at Kenny Galladay as the number eight highest priced wide receiver. And then he's 12, three, and two across the board. So if you just want to pay up for one guy, uh, you can go Chris Godwin on the on DK and Fantasy Draft, and then you can go Galladay on FanDuel and Yahoo, especially Yahoo for Kenny Galladay because uh, it's only $25 over there. He's the 12th highest-priced wide receiver. It's a hell of a savings. Do you like Tyler Lockett? Yep, trying to get Lockett in. <laughs> oh, no, I fucked that joke up. Yep, trying to lock it in. Yeah, dad jokes for days, guys. Dad jokes for days. Uh, actually, pretty fairly priced, except on DK, where he's number five. Uh, I don't mind him on all the other sites whatsoever. It should be a lock of day. Although, if you don't want to pay up for him, go ahead and drop down to Allen Robinson, uh, our next guy. You don't have to buy into Trubisky, but you do have to buy into Allen Robinson. And especially at that price, it's a really good price for him. Um, so definitely do not forget about Allen Robinson, even as just a one-off in that game. Uh, Robinson should go off this week. Uh, Tyrell Williams is our next guy. Foot doesn't seem to be bothering him. He, he did well and scored another touchdown last week. So uh, he's back, uh, which is good for Carr. It's good for all the rest of the offensive pieces uh, for the Oakland Raiders. Next guy we have, uh, Devontae Parker. Uh, it's the it's Miami Dolphins, so if you don't like it, you don't have to use it. Uh, but he does see consistent volume and should be in line for another TD from Fitzpatrick this week against the New York Jets. Uh, do, New York Jets are not going to stall out Miami, uh, but I think it comes out mostly from the passing game, not from the running game. Fuck Mark Walton. 
Uh, next, we have Mike Williams for the LA Chargers. More of a cash less GPP play uh, that you can use as a standalone or a correlation play for your Packer stacks in GPP. Now, here's the reason why he's okay for cash. Um, he doesn't have the matchup on paper, and you're going to see him lined up against uh, Shair Alexander, okay? The problem with Alexander is, though, if he gets a taller speed receiver, he has issues. The If you look back to the Cowboys game, where the Packers were absolutely dominating, and then Kevin King went out, so they moved Alexander over to Cooper. What did Cooper do? Cooper burned the fuck out of him. So Mike Williams is kind of the same style wide receiver as Amari Cooper. Uh, definitely in play. Uh, very cheap. This is pr- That's probably my favorite paydown spot of the lower end guys. Uh, next we have Cole Beasley. He's okay. He's going to get a little bit of volume in there. Um, I think the game stay is rather close. It's just a salary saver. He doesn't have much upside. So you're just basically looking for him to get anywhere to 12 to 15, which is possible um, in that setup, especially with the prices on if you're just looking at uh FanDuel, he's 5,600. He's 41st overall. DK, he's 4,100 at 55th. So it, it lines up for that 12 to 15. Uh, 12 for a floor, that'd be great. Touchdown, four catches, 40 yards. If you get that, that'd be great. Uh, Zach Pascal does get inserted just because T.Y. Hilton's out. I'm not entirely, he's not entirely safe play. Um, but you're looking for 12 points, so you want to t- you want a touchdown. You want anywhere from 40 to 60 yards in there uh, for him to break value. Uh, last but certainly not least, your lowest paydown guy is going to be Deontay Johnson, uh, especially at FanDuel. Pascal is actually cheaper than him on DK. Um, Deontay Johnson's lowest on Yahoo, and Pascal's the lowest on Fantasy Draft. So. It's kind of a flipper flop uh, pay down spot. I do like Deontay Johnson more. Uh, I think it's a it's it's a better spot because Juju's actually playing and they've been rolling safety help over to Juju. Now Juju got lucky; he got that fucking uh, reception for a touchdown. So um, a lot of people are going to gravitate towards Juju. I'm not. I'm going to just go ahead and pay down. Uh, and pay for Deontay Johnson. Yes, you can use him in a lineup with uh, Jalen Samuels. I think that's fine if you need a pay down, another paydown spot. GPP, uh, we have Mike Evans, uh, the chocolate to uh, Godwin's peanut butter. Makes for the perfect passing game Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm. Prefer Godwin, though, this week. Um, gets consistent targets even though Mike Evans went off last week if you look at the numbers and even when when even when Mike Evans goes off like he he's still getting the targets in there um when both are in primary matchups or primarily great matchups like that I will take Godwin because he seems to be the preferred guy for Winston over Evans although I do say that Mike Evans has a lot of upside that game if you want to sack Seattle, Tampa Bay is going to be fucking ridiculously expensive. Ridiculously expensive. So, 
we have that. Um, don't know if Adam Thielen is going to be in or out this week. Um, I kind of actually like both in the matchup. So if you do like Kirk Cousins, I don't hate it. Um, but I think it's if you want if you want Kirk Cousins, if you want to play Kirk Cousins, you're going to have to have Thielen playing. It's not going to be just Stephon Diggs. I do like Stephon Diggs, though, in this matchup. If Adam Thielen doesn't play, I would consider him more GPP because we're going with Dalvin Cook, though. Is it possible to use Dalvin Cook and Diggs in the same lineup? Sure, but it's a fucking expensive way to do it. Um, So I would side more with the running back over the wide receiver. Next guy, Tyreek Hill. We just talked about it. Xavier Rhodes, enough said. Even if he's in the slot against Hughes, (laughs) running for days, running for days. Um, I might have him all. I might have him owned across the board. I think he's going to come in really low owned. I like Tyreek Hill this week. Um, DK Metcalf is in play. He's been getting these little cheap touchdowns. So um, with him being priced up a little bit more this week, um, you're going to want him to definitely bust out. He would be your guy that you would either pay up or pay pay to you would pair up with Lockett or you can run a one-off um, from there I did say that I do like Jerron Brown too he's in play I just didn't write him up um, uh, Jerron Brown is going to lose his starting spot to Josh Gordon next week so maybe he just wants the ball out why not if you need a really, if you really need a really cheap pay down spot, I, I think Jerron Brown's a play for your GPP. He does have upside. He has a little bit more of that down the field upside than TK Metcalf has really been showing. Although Metcalf's been getting the red zone targets, so Jerron Brown's kind of your long, your long reach touchdown. Uh, next we have uh, Robbie Anderson. We already talked about him pairing up with Darno. Um, if you want to do a one off, sure. Uh, doesn't matter to me. He has the upside. He has the matchup. So uh, I will have some Robbie Anderson this week, especially if I'm pivoting off of Le'Veon Bell. I think you would expect that it would be because Robbie Anderson just went off. So keep that in mind. Uh, Marvin Jones still in play. Him and Galladay do not go off together in in the same matchup. Um, This one may be a little bit different considering that uh, Oakland is generally weaker on the outsides versus the inside, except for tight ends. Tight ends are okay; they're terrible against, but um, against slot receivers, they've been they've been generally pretty good. Um, so that's why I would not include Amendola this week. I would actually I'm thinking about it in GPP only. Uh, Matt Stafford with Galladay and Jones. Um, otherwise, it would be like say. Stafford with Galladay or Jones with TJ Hawkinson this week. I think that's the key. So, um, but I have my feelings on TJ Hawkinson. Ugh. Uh, very, very. <laughs> Here's your bottom basement GPP, and it's Duke Williams. It's a good spot. It just depends on how much Buffalo really needs to throw it. Um, but if you need like that real deep dive salary saver guy with upside, it's Duke Williams. Uh, we'll just have to see what happens there. Moving on to tight end, 
Uh, top of the list, Darren Waller. Uh, he's certainly been pretty good now. He did fail last week, which sucked. Um, but he's in another. He's gonna. He's in a good spot this week. Uh, it's a lot better than what last week's spot was. So, uh, if you believe in this game shooting out, Waller's going to be the guy that's going to be involved with it. Uh, Hunter Henry always in play. He's a bit cheaper than uh, Darren Waller, although not by much. But um, definitely kind of a pivot play off of Waller against the Green Bay Packers. Packers still show that you know on paper that they're good against the tight ends, but uh, recently they've been giving up a bunch of points to the tight end. Um, so it's definitely a spot that you want to attack, uh, especially if you're stacking up that game. All right, let's see here. Uh, next on the list would be Johnny Smith. Uh, I'm not really digging his price too much because it has come up, but he will be you know higher owned. Um, so if you want to kind of go for the block, you can go there. Um, I do like him over on Fantasy Draft. Now, if you look across the board from FanDuel, Yahoo, DK, and Fantasy Draft, it goes 10, 17, 13, and 22. Um, I will look at him on Fantasy Draft if I do need the savings. Um, I'm not really too high on him like other people. I said it last week. If I don't, you know, <laughs> it's the same thing that I said um, with Marlon Mack. If I play him, he screwed me. If I don't play him, he goes off and screws me that way. So... Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him anymore. Fuck him. Uh, Greg Olson's in a good sh- in a good spot, but his uh, target share has gone down. Uh, but his price tag is fair, uh, especially over on DK. So if you don't, if you're going for, you know, towards the punt level, I think he's fine. It's a good spot against Tennessee. We usually like Tennessee uh, to attack Tennessee with the tight end. So uh, I definitely think it's a spot that you can use. Uh, next would be Ryan Griffin. Um, he seems to be he seems to be more of Darnold's main guy as far as like his short range targets, and it's, that's what's killing Jamison Crowder. Um, now it's not a lot of targets, but it's just enough to take away from Crowder. So, but he's been he's been doing it when he's in really good spots. Um, He's been taking advantage of it. He's been getting a long place. Now, I don't expect him to absolutely explode like he did last week. Um, but I can't really overlook him anymore. It's kind of like Darren Fells for Houston. You really can't overlook him anymore because uh, he is producing. Um, Miami is 30th against the tight end in DVOA. And then, but they're 11th in DVP uh, points ranks, so... Um, it's, he's probably going to get hindered unless he can get away in this matchup. It's absolutely possible that he can get away from them. So, uh, But my complete pure punt, uh, if you're going all the way down, is actually a little bit of a risk because of Ebron being there, but I'm going to actually side with Jack Doyle. Uh, Jack Doyle is very, very consistent um, with Jacoby Brissett, and with T.Y. Hilton being out, I think he's going to lean on him a bit more and he does have touchdown upside so if you want to go for a complete punt at the tight end i do not have a problem with it if i'm going to do it i'm going to go all the way down so i can pay up at other positions and that guy this week is one jack doyle gpp travis kelsey of course always in play um 
usually it's not a spot where you'd like to attack with the tight end uh, against Minnesota, but with his um, his skill set, uh, he can definitely take advantage of that, especially if they want to pull a safety down in there uh, with, like, Harrison Smith. Um, he can take advantage of Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith is very good. Out of all the secondary pieces, he's very good. Um, <clears throat> but this is Kelsey. They do give him involved. They do have special plays to kind of get him open. So uh, don't hate it whatsoever. Uh, Cameron Braid, risky. But he has a matchup, and O.J. Howard is out again this week. Now you need to pay attention to this, though, because he does have a Q tag. So, But he's expected to play. Um, that Q tag falls off, sure, you know, definitely. But it's going to be a risk because that's going to be a late game. So um, take it for what it is. Last but certainly not least, TJ Hawkinson, uh, GPP only. Uh, he is a nice pay down spot. Uh, he does have the matchup. So, like I said, if you want to, if you want to run, if you want to run the Detroit stack my thoughts and feelings are this it's Stafford it's Galladay and it's TJ Hawkinson that's how I'm going to run my stack I will hedge it with a Marvin Jones but I do like the spot that TJ Hawkinson is in and I don't think anybody's going to be really on it since he hasn't done anything since week one but it is a danger. It's, it's more of a dangerous play, I think, than than Brait because he hasn't been getting the targets um, at all. So take that one for what it is. Uh, last but certainly not least, we'll run through defenses real quick. Buffalo Bills. Um, that's where you're going to start, and you're going to work down from there. But you want to try and get the Buffalo Bills in there without sacrificing a lot of your lineup. So definitely on Yahoo and. DK, it's probably going to be a little bit easier because they're not the top priced. Um, I believe New England's the top priced across the board on there. So, um, so yeah, it's Dwayne Haskins. It's going to be really hard to fade. That kid, uh, it, there's no saving it. I wanted to use Adrian Peterson this week, and then the Dwayne Haskins knew was going to start. Like, I can't fucking use him. I can't use Peterson. Peterson, if you looked at that game, once Case Keenum came out, Adrian Peterson started failing. So it's a complete risk. In seasonal, I mean, you probably use him, Peterson. I know I am um, probably because you get a you get a quarter point per carry, so it's like f- kind of free points, but um, it's going to be tough. Next. Outside my house. Oh, I had a fire truck. I had a fire truck. There's a fire chief. Something's on fire. Ah, eh, fuck them if they can't take a joke. Um, next is going to be the Cleveland Browns. We already discussed this um, with Nick Chubb. I do like the Cleveland Browns defense this week, uh, especially on Yahoo, where they are only twelve bucks, which is two bucks above minimum if you play over there. So it's very dirt fucking cheap over there. Um, maybe not so much on DK because they're they're the eighth they're the eighth highest priced defense, 
but uh, I'll definitely consider them. Uh, an interesting punt play would be the uh, Washington Redskins against against Buffalo. Uh, I don't think the game really shoots out. Like I said, Josh Allen does have a tendency to turn the ball over. So, complete punt down spot. This is kind of like Carolina. You're looking for turnovers. Okay, sacks, anything. Anything to keep them above zero. If they score anything above zero, the play worked out. As long as you got what you wanted, you got your higher upside guys at the top. That's what you're looking for. Just because the defense doesn't really score, you know, like last week Carolina only scored three points. It's fine as long as all the rest of your lineup went off. It's giving a player to get players. It's what am I giving away? What am I utilizing in the price savings for my defense to get with my offense? If you're not grabbing higher upside guys, then it's not worth it. Then you just pay for Buffalo. But if you're working down and then you're able to pay up, like especially at wide receivers and running backs, you know, you're trying to pay to get that safety in there. That's why you punt. So if you want to punt, I may punt. I don't know. I'm going to, like I said, start at Buffalo and work down to what you need. That's how you're playing it. GPP, I do like the Green Bay Packers against a shitty uh, Los Angeles Chargers offensive line. So they're definitely in play. They can put a lot of pressure on there. And I would probably pair them with, if you're just doing Aaron Jones in GPP and no Aaron Rodgers, you can definitely consider the Packers and Jones as correlations together. And then last but certainly not least, I do like the Carolina Panthers again this week. It's a risk, though, so they're GPP, not cash. Um, But I do think they play a little bit angry, a little bit pissed uh, coming back home uh, from the debacle in San Francisco. So that is our write-up for this week. Like I said, pay attention to your mailboxes. I'll have Core Force out uh, probably tomorrow morning um, with UFC going on and stuff. I'm going to be working on it tonight while while I'm doing my... You know, doing the UFC stuff, um, but definitely uh, keep an eye in there. Uh, if you're on the Slack chat for the NFL in full-time DFS, uh, I will drop it in there. Um, if anything, um, I'll get a hold of you. Just watch your mailboxes. I'll I'll mark it updated, and I'll probably update the uh, spreadsheet too once we get the news. You know, about you know two hours before a lock. Uh, for questionables, anybody out, uh, stuff like that. So hope everybody had a good Halloween. Um, I still, I'm actually getting a lot of trick-or-treaters out here. So uh, you guys take it easy. I will talk to my USC boys here in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, let's take this motherfucker down. Peace out, guys. <laughs>